I once had a girl and lied right away. Say that. Told her my name was Blaze. (laughs) (laughs) It was a dark, stormy night, junior year, um, University of Miami. Jesus Christ. Uh, Me and uh, and a a fellow had a few uh, alcoholic beverages, and we decided to... uh, to as the as the kids say it nowadays, Mac on some girls, and uh, we decided that we shouldn't be our, our ourselves because that would just be too easy. Uh, so we decided to give ourselves a challenge. He went with the name Thunder, and so I had to come with some come up with something equally as aggressive and interesting. And so uh, in this party, there was a, a bonfire off to the side, and I looked across it, and I'm like. Is my, like, should my name be Fire, Flame, Blaze? Uh, you know, I dated this girl for a while. No, but honestly, like, in the beginning, no, but <laughs> there's so much to unpack right there. But in the beginning, time out, in the beginning, so you started with Blaze. So you went from Blaze to Sham to Shameek. Bla- well, actually, Blaze to Sam to Shameek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It is the two gods and a goose show. We are back. We have been on hiatus again. You know, that's like our favorite thing to do, Sham hiatus. We just like keeping you guys interested and in suspense. Yeah, exactly. And it's the Christmas show. You can hear the Christmas music in the back. Um, mm-hmm. We are we are in the, in the Christmas spirit. Are you in the Christmas spirit, Sham? I am. I am. I've got uh, I've got my Christmas socks on. You've got Christmas socks on. Yeah. Let's see. He's showing. Are you showing? Are you gonna show me the Christmas socks? He put. Yeah, it's oh, just that's just feet. feet. Yep, just feet. Five seconds. <laughs> in, I don't he believe has his in Christmas feet socks. On the uh, on the uh, desk. That's fantastic. Uh, we have a lot of cool things to do today. Um, Start off, obviously, plug the iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, let everybody know, and SeatGeek, and, you know, the whole shebang. Yeah, so uh, if you're looking for our podcast, you probably are listening to us on one of our affiliates, which is Stitcher for our Android friends, uh, Apple Podcast for our Apple friends, uh, iHeartRadio is uh, is for everybody, and shortly, and, I, and actually, I don't think Keith even knows this, but next year, we will be on Spotify. Yeah, I love uh, when I'm, you know, the host of the show, and I'm not even up to date on the things that are occurring with the show. That's fantastic. So apparently, yeah, it's because you don't see all the work that goes on behind the scenes. Oh, so you're doing all the work behind the scenes. This is so. Here's how the show works, guys. Like, if you guys don't know, I provide the content during the show, then Keith provides the content behind the scenes, and I provide the content behind his behind-the-scenes content. That's fantastic. Um, just, uh, you plug SeatGeek? Can you talk about SeatGeek? I think yeah, I so SeatGeek. Yeah. yeah, so SeatGeek, uh, it's our sponsor now, and uh, you get 20 bucks off if you use promo code SHAM on your first purchase, so uh, definitely utilize that, especially as NBA season is in full swing. So transparency for the audience, everyone, we should give a round of applause for SHAM because he actually followed through on something that... He doesn't traditionally do. Uh, I am coming at you guys from Portland. I am on the West Coast for Christmas. We have now, listeners of the show have known that we have tried to do this three or four times. Three or four times, Sham has been typical Sham where Flakes isn't a, isn't around. Yep. You know, typical Sham, Sham being Sham, Blaze being Blaze. Yep, Frosted Flake. Um, <laughs> Flake Griffin. 
Uh, so we finally did this. So we've set ourselves and I said, all right, I'll take my mic again. I fell for the same, you know, the same trickery as usual. You, 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 you reeled me in. I'm like a fish. You had me on the line. You reeled me in and, and, uh, he just turned off the light and is where, where he is in the studio now. I don't know why he did that and made, made it kind of uncomfortable and weird, but we'll it's push, ominous. we'll push on. So I am doing this for my parents' house. My dad is in studio. Everybody loves my dad. Shout out to Joe Nardone. I know this is making his day. He's been on the, the crusade to get my dad back on the show. So he will be doing Ash Sham later. Uh, we will throw him curveballs as we always do, and it will be uh, a good time. But, but you know, everyone that listens to the show knows when my dad is – my dad is a huge sham. He's in the sham business. He's a big mm-hmm. sham guy. Uh, you guys have a history. It's kind of like your second dad. You yes. have he has a picture of you in his office. Um, you dressed as Pitbull, holding your dog Finn, and people in his office think he knows Pit- he knows Pitbull, which is hilarious in its own right. But he is basically your live. How did you say it? Your live laugh track for the show. Correct? Yeah, my live studio audience, live laugh track. Which like he's if, my guy, right? And if you guys know Sham. Uh, you know, he lives for the, he's a performer. He loves to, you know, this, this, if he could have a live studio audience every week that just applauds him at all times, that would be his heaven right there. And your hell. Yeah. So this is pretty much my hell, honestly, this week. Cause it's, 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 you know, I'm dealing with two of you guys and, and I almost got a year off. He, he was with us, I think back in March. So I've almost got a year off from this, but yeah, this is, Merry Christmas to me. And you're welcome to all the audience members that have been looking forward to this day for, you know, almost a year now. Uh, let's start off the show like we usually do. Uh, let's find out what Blaze is drinking tonight. So um, I decided to take it to a little bit more uh, mainstream kind of drink. Um, I'm sure all of you have heard about it. I'm just trying to get this thing started here. Oh, there you go. You heard it. <laughs> Ain't no laws when there's white oh, claws, God, he's boy. Got white claw. If you're not aware, White Claw is a hard seltzer. It's like a like a Lacroix, Lacroix, um, but it has alcohol in it. Uh, I decided to go with the the all tropical uh, natural lime flavor. Uh, I think what what's appealing about this is that it's it's subtle. It's not very in your face like most hard seltzers or hard hard drinks. Um, and most importantly, only only 100 calories. White Claw, I view it, it it's, I think of it kind of as the, it's the guys that wear the AirPods in the ears, they drink White Claw. Like, you don't have AirPods, but I'm just going to imagine you have AirPods right now. And I imagine you're totally the guy that goes into the store with the AirPods on. You're talking to have talking to somebody while you're checking out of the thing. That's so you, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's totally me. I just can't afford AirPods. Um, so that's why uh, you need to go to SeatGeek, 20 bucks off, promo code champ. Uh, so we're going to get to some NBA stuff and we're also going to look back at some best show moments of, of 2019, which as we were putting this together and by we, I mean me, uh, it's pretty much all just sham the best of sham from 2019, which, you know, yeah, you guys are in for a treat. Uh, but before we get to all this, as usual, sham has hijacked the show again. I don't know what this is about. He just put on the, the show sheet. What's bothering Sham this week? So I'm going to do what I've done now. Pretty, This is pretty much a show regular now. I'm going to back up, and I'm going to let the vomit machine take over. So the the show is yours now. A lot of you have heard, you know, since it's gotten to be fall, winter, uh, you hear from everybody on commercials and your in your schools and in your college campuses and everything, hey, make sure you get your flu shot. Make sure you get your flu shot. Well, you know what? I'm here to tell you it's a scam. 
Now, I'm not like an anti-vaxxer. I believe in like getting polio vaccines and all that stuff. But the flu? I know many people, myself included, who have gotten the flu shot and still gotten the flu. And actually, when I got the flu shot this year, for 24 hours afterwards, I was sick as a dog. Now, I wasn't sick before, but after I got poked with that disease needle, uh, I got sick. So I'm only going to believe that this, this flu shot is making people sick. And I think it's a big scam. There's some company behind making all these flu shots that's pushing this propaganda that everybody should get a flu shot. And for, like, like my friends that don't get the flu shot don't get the flu. I don't understand why, why this company is pushing this propaganda for flu shots and everything. Ten years ago, it wasn't all about flu shots. Someone answer for me, maybe a doctor or something. Tell me, tell me how this is benefiting me and society because people who get the flu shot get the flu. People who don't get the flu shot don't get the flu. I'm pro flu. <laughs> this is my flu pod. I want to transition to some NBA. Some news broke actually. We'll get to Bucks and Lakers and and the greatness that is Giannis. But some some news broke, and I and I need you, Sham, to explain this to me. You graduated from the University of Miami. You have that piece of paper that says you're smart. This show says the opposite all the time, but we'll kind of ignore that. Um, so a thing was proposed, I guess, by the league a NBA play-in tournament, and I'm going to throw it to you to explain it in a second, but let me, um, I, I ran down some of the some of the bullet points on this. So this would come into um, play in the 2021-22 season. So they're proposing a 78-game regular season, an in-season tournament, $1 million per player, $1.5 million coaches pool for champion, and then a play-in tourney for the 7-8 to eight, um, playoff seeds, and then obviously a final for reseed um in the playoffs based on regular season records i don't really understand what this means yet i understand the last element of this but i don't really get what this i know they're trying to reduce the amount of games but i don't know how this is doing that basically what they're saying is that 78 games is the amount of games they're going to play the entire season end story and so the way they're going to make this because what happens is ratings fall in the fall because the nfl takes a lot of the viewership away and then it picks back up in the spring so what they're trying to do, and I kind of get it because other sports have done it. Uh, soccer is a good example that does like an in-season tournament for like a cup, um, and their final win-loss record appears in their in their championship. Um, so I think the idea behind it is that they're doing this in-season tournament to make fall basketball more interesting to casual people. I mean, to you and I and most people listening, we watch fall basketball no matter what. But to the casual fan, they'd rather spend their weekdays either watching football or preparing to watch football on the weekend. So that's kind of their idea behind it. And to incentivize uh, players for playing in it, they're giving a million dollars per player for winning and then a million and a half for the coaches to share amongst themselves. There's really no reason behind it besides making it more watchable. So they're in essence, they're saying that there's going to be it's almost like a mid-season classic. Like it doesn't the the that, exactly that play that that tournament doesn't have any relation to the playoff seedings and stuff that's going to occur three four months well, down the line, right? It goes into your total win loss record. Like the seventy eight games you play from the beginning of season to the end of season includes that tournament. So say you go like zero for ten in that tournament, right? You now have ten losses on your win loss record 
for that 78 game season. How does the turn is the tournament going to be a a NCAA uh, March Madness type tournament? Every team is in, or is there certain you have to have a certain regular season record to have a seating? How is this going? No, to No, I think every team is in. So then you would they're going to break it down into basically a 16 on one side, 16 on the other side type thing. I think it's there's like some details that Shams Trania, the uh, the lesser Shams, has uh, has tweeted. Um, it's something about like the division, like the, if you play w- uh, like in your division first, then you play in your conference, then you play across the conference, something like that. I I, I don't think the NBA even knows how it's going to work, but I think that is their idea is that you play within the division, um, and then you go from there. It's not like a one to sixteen or one to fifteen kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I'm not going to doubt the NBA at this point. They're a very progressive um, sport as a, as a whole, and, and they're always trying to think of, of things to keep us, you know, locked in and, and, and continue to, to keep us interested, best sport on earth. Um, and I'm all for the Final Four. The part the part of this that I do understand, the Final Four reseed, I'm all for that. And and I guess I'm going to support this. I don't fully understand this yet, but, you know, I think it's I think it's a, a good move, you know, for the most part. I think, if anything, it's just something different. And the fact that it's something different is going to make people want to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to transition to the uh, huge game last night. People have called it pretty much the game of the year so far. The Milwaukee Bucks, the number one team in the Eastern Conference against the Los Angeles Lakers, the number one team in the Western Conference. I wanted to throw it to you first, as I always do, to kind of get your two cents on the game. It was obviously, you know, LeBron, Giannis, and, and you know, one of those matchups that people have really been waiting for to see. Uh, you know, obviously the Lakers were in Milwaukee. Milwaukee on their home fuller is nearly unbeatable this year. I think Miami and one other team is the only teams that have got to them in Milwaukee. But what did, what did you take away from that, Sham? I mean, Giannis is... A changed man from last year. He's improved drastically from last year on both ends of the court. On on offense, like I believe he hit what five threes yesterday. Yeah. To hit five threes in a game, you're not just being left open from three. If you hit one or two, that's a different story. You're just being left open, and you happen to make one or two. For to make five threes, you have to legitimately be hunting for a three, and that's what he did. If you noticed, he was pulling up from well beyond the three-point line. If anybody sagged off him a little bit, he was pulling. Now, I think in prior years, he would have looked to drive a little bit more in spite of the defenders sagging off, um, and that's kind of where he ran into trouble. But if he if he is a consistent threat from three at all, that's going to make every part of that game, like every part of his game, that much more lethal in both his passing to what's an improved shooting core as well with Kyle Korver, Dante DiVincenzo is playing well. Uh, Ilyasova. They have a ton of shooters on that team. If he's able to to alter his game like that and make the rest of the offense better, I don't know how you beat that team. Seriously, yeah. I don't know how you beat that team. Right, and I and I think there was, and you know, society in general, we love to just react. That's all we do every day is we just yeah. react at all times. Uh, for me, it was game thirty or twenty nine of a you know eighty two game season. It was a good matchup. Uh, Milwaukee's phenomenal. We knew that before last night. The Lakers are phenomenal. We knew that before last night. Um, Giannis did something last night, and we'll get to Giannis because you know um, you know that upside thing. When Giannis is good as he is, is the upside is still a, the exciting thing to talk about because you're like, okay, he's already phenomenal, but like he could get a whole lot better. Um, but the fact remains. You know, this guy took a lot of threes last night. He's hitting. That's not. That's not a part of his game. I understand it's improved, but it's it's small numbers that it's improved in, 
And we don't typically see guys that go from non-shooters or guys that can't shoot the ball to being able to shoot the ball. I'm not saying he can't do that. I'm just I'm just kind of doing the pump the brakes thing after 30 games. So him hitting five threes, if he's gonna, as you said, if, he, if this is gonna be a part of his game, good night. Everybody just go home because it's not worth playing any. You know, he's a freak of nature, and if he's a jump, mm-hmm. if he can, that's the only area of his game that's weak at all right now. That's only right. the only game. I'm you know the only weakness that he has. I guess I should say. Right. So. But that said, it was kind hit the threes last night based on Giannis's career to date, including 29, 30 games into this season. It was more of an anomaly last last night. So I think it was a good matchup. Did it tell us anything about the bigger picture? I don't know about all that. But to me, this is a finals preview. On the Giannis tip, you know, I wanted to kind of talk about his upside because again, when you talk about a guy that's so dominant, so young. And and it's one of those things where he's already so good, but it's it's almost like you see nightly, weekly, he's figuring it out more. Like he's kind of, you know, he kind of went from the guy where he could get 35, 12, and 10, and then he could he started realizing, oh, I can do that every night. And now he seems like the guy that's that's starting to really understand, oh, I can do this every night, and I'm going to go out and dominate. every. No one can stop me. You know, you saw him last night with the, the crown is mine and all the things he was kind of saying to the crowd. And, you know, he was putting on a show. He was ready for that game last night. So my question for you, with the increase in his shooting ability from deep this year, he's been able to stretch the floor. He was looking very confident last night shooting the ball. We've seen more of that this year. Um to you, how good can Giannis become, honestly? I think he can genuinely become an MVP, a defensive player of the year, and win a championship all in the same year. I think that is well within reach for him. Yeah, I think, you know, the sky's the limit for him if he... Yeah. Again, it's one of those things where I'm going to need to see it. He's still only shooting, you know, three or four threes a game this year. He's only shooting 34% from three. So I think that for them to truly become a dynasty type thing with, with Milwaukee because you talked about the pieces around them. Middleton's fantastic. The, the the surrounding cast, the shooting cast around him is outstanding. But I still feel like come playoff time because we just watched Kawhi shut him down last year. You know, outside of that, the, the restricted area, outside of the, that mid-range, closer to the basket stuff, he tends to struggle because we know in the playoffs the game slows down. So he's going to have to become that guy where he's pulling from outside with confidence and knocking those shots those shots down, he's going to have to become that guy before Milwaukee can truly become that dynasty type team, especially with like like we've talked about with the Lakers and Clippers in the Western Conference. Absolutely. Speaking of the NBA, I just kind of wanted to, you know, we've only done I think two podcasts since the NBA season began, so I wanted to just kind of get your top story, I guess, in the first two months. What's the thing that stuck out to you? to you most in the first uh, two months of the NBA season? I think just how good, um, like, the Lakers were. Because, I, I I mean, it's been it's been noted that I was not uh, completely sold on how good the Lakers would be. Uh, and it turns out that they're a lot better than I expected them to be. Uh, LeBron James looks like the guy that he was, you know, when he was winning MVPs and winning championships, looks like the same guy. Anthony Davis is like the perfect compliment to him. The only weakness I think that they have is the bench. I'm not completely sold on their bench, but they are a really, really good team. I'm really surprised about them. Yeah, and you were being kind right there. You picked them as a seventh or eighth seed, and we will get to that in some of the Actually, best. Actually, I picked them to miss the playoffs. In the best of, you did do that, and we will get to that in some of the best of, uh, best show moments of 2019. The Lakers are exactly what I thought they would be. You know, obviously, you have the top two guys in LeBron and AD. It's it even, and I said this back when when everyone signed in July. 
I don't even know that the Clippers two guys can touch these guys, you know, when they're healthy. And so far, we're two months in. You know, we had some minor dings here and there for Anthony Davis, but he's a guy that's been injury prone in the past. He's been able to stay healthy. So that's a big thing for them. And they just look overpowering. I mean, you talk about a team that, I, I, to me, the biggest thing about the Lakers has been how suffocating their defense has been. You know, fourth in the NBA right now in total defense is a top five offensive team as well. They're at like plus eight or plus nine in in, in um, differential as far as as far as their wins go. Um, they've just overwhelmed everyone, man. And, and and I think that's the thing you've seen them in a lot of close games, and then it just the star power takes over in the in at you know under under five under four minutes in the fourth quarter, and those two guys just suffocate you. And then you talk about the guys in the surrounding cast, and this is what I kind of harped on in the summer. You have veteran guys. You have guys that that fit. And, and LeBron's one of those guys, and you and I talk about this all the time. LeBron's one of those guys that makes everyone better all the time. So everyone's going to have you know, their best year when you play with LeBron nine times out of ten. But you look at guys like Dwight Howard, guys like Rondo. Even KCP has knocked down some shots. Avery Bradley has looked a lot better. They have guys around him. The Danny Greens, you know those guys are going to show up. They're going to be big time in the playoffs because they always are because they're vets that have won championships that are that are those type of guys, but you're underestimating that surrounding cast with the Lakers. And so far, the Lakers look completely overwhelming right now, man. It's not that I'm underrating them. I just look at the other contenders, you know, at the top. Like I compare them to, like to the Clippers, for example. Clippers bench is like one of the best in the NBA, and I don't know if when you pull LeBron and AD out, or if you take one or the two off. Is the, is the supporting cast one good enough to be title contenders? Sure, you can be a good bench and not win a title, but is it good enough to win a title? I'm not sure. And two, is it a good enough fit to win a title? Because around LeBron, you need shooters. And I don't know if Avery Bradley, KCP, or um, Rondo are good enough supporting cast members and fitting parts that would lead to a championship caliber team. I'm just not sold on that. One of LeBron or AD will be on the floor at most times. Sure. You, you know, come playoff times, the roster, the um, rotation will get shortened. I hear you. The thing that the thing that keeps the Clippers in the in in play for me, right? And 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 I think we're obviously you know Lakers Clippers Western Conference Finals Collision Course. I think yeah. that's that's yeah. basically everyone's you know view yep. at this point. The Battle of Stable Center. Right. Which. Will be hilarious in its own right because who has home court and there that stuff might not even play the the court's going to be different. Otherwise, it's mostly yeah. going to it's going to be a pro Lakers crowd at all games. It's mm-hmm. you know it's that that we've never had that really, especially not on that level. So the um, atmosphere around it will be. You know, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be phenomenal. And then you talk about a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who if you're talking about you know LeBron at one, Giannis at two, those are top. That's a top three dude. That's a dude that can put a team on his back. He just did that and win a championship. So you're, you're talking about star power at an all-time high, but why keep the Clippers in the picture? And I said this in, in, in July, Lou Williams. So my counter to yeah. you is I think the Lakers bench is better than, you, than you're giving them credit for, but you do have a, right, a point in if those guys are off the floor. Lou Williams can come in. He's a starter. He's a guy. He's a guy. That professional can, scorer. Professional scorer. So – that's the element that still concerns me because the Clippers may not, they have not been as good offensively as the Lakers. They have not been as good defensively as the Lakers yet, but they're not very far behind them. And you talk about a playoffs and a guy like Lou Williams, who's been there before, that could be a game changer in their, in their seven game series. Fair. 
it'll be interesting to see like the the playoffs this year because I think there are a bunch of frauds right now. Like I think Houston's a big time fraud. That's that's interesting. You bring Houston up because you were very warm on them beginning of the season. So you you I was you've cooled off on them because I, I I had them barely as an eight seven eight seed. Um, you know, for me, even at this point, nothing's really changed. James is phenomenal. We already knew that, though. James James is somebody that's going to win a ton of games just from being James. But the rest of that team and Westbrook, the thing about Westbrook is you know eventually the bad decisions are going to happen. And the bad decisions yeah. could happen at a moment when you can't afford that. And James can't get you out of it. I, I, I think they're big-time frauds. I think their record's better than what than what they actually are. I think Dallas is also an interesting team where Luka Doncic is taking that step forward that, you know, we had Coles Wicker on the pod earlier this year who was singing his praises. Yep. And it's a different crowd in the West that's interesting. In the East, it's the same It's the same characters, right? I think Miami is really good. I, I, I think you can never count out a Spolstra-led team, especially one that's led by Jimmy Butler, who is like, who from his time in Chicago, his entire career, he's been hashtag heat culture. Yeah, like he's embodied everything that Spolstra and Heat culture has been about. It's just he hasn't been on the Heat till this year. Yeah, um, I think I think they're really good. Um, I think Toronto is good, not great. Uh, Philly is w- should be better than what their record suggests, but they just can't seem to win games probably because their point guard can't shoot threes. Yeah, I think Miami has been a team that that has surprised a lot of people. Even though, to be fair to you and I, we both had them as a top four team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and we both. It was funny that we both kind of said, oh, "Our main reason is because of Spo." So. Um, yeah. And it's know, they, true. It still remains to be true. Right. They've been phenomenal. Um. That Jimmy thing has worked out. Worked out incredibly for them. Mm-hmm. Um. They play hard. But yeah, you know, Philly has questions. I agree with you on that. Um. But it to me, it kind of seems like. You know the Bucks and 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 I like the Celtics too, but the Bucks in the East kind of seem a level above everyone else, and then in the West it kind of seems like Lakers Clippers is going to take you know a miracle or something, an injury or something significant to happen for either of those teams to get taken out. Right. We talked about the teams that have been that have been impressive so far, but in typical sham fashion, who is your biggest disappoint, disappointment? Air him out, man. It's not that I think the team is a disappointment. I'm just disappointed in the team. If that makes sense. The, the San Antonio no Spurs. Like I, I, I don't think they're a very good team. Like the the Spurs, but I'm disappointed to see the Spurs not in the playoffs. And I think it's the first time in my entire life, or I guess my basketball watching life, that I've that I have haven't seen the Spurs competitive. And it's just sad. I mean, it's the first time in like two decades that they haven't been competitive. It's all you you. I just can speak for myself. I still look at the standings and I'm like, man, but I feel like they're going to turn around. They may be 18. I see them 7 and 14, 8 and 16, whatever. And I'm like, but the, the Spurs, man, they're always there at the end. That's why, I, like, I picked them in the playoffs in the Western Conference. Even though I didn't really fully believe they were one of the eighth best or the eight best teams in the West, I still was like, oh, but Popovich. Oh, but the Spurs and the history of the Spurs, 20 years of proving us all wrong, you know, like. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, so it's 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 very weird. It's it's surreal to see them not in the top eight. Yeah, it it, it feels like uh like that feeling you get when you are a kid and you believe in Santa Claus and then finally you go downstairs and you see Santa Claus is your dad. Uh, I think that's a good moment to to slide into our best show moments of 2019. Is this is a good spot to move into it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, because I know there's a bunch of stories in here that are a little bit more embarrassing that I don't really want to relive, but I guess we're going to have to go through <laughs> You it. originated all these stories. You told the stories, so it's really on yourself to do, you know, to put yourself out there. I put on a show for the people. Oh, God.
Yes. Some people What's have an iron lung. Some people have iron buttocks. I have an iron stomach. That was weird. And a goose. You've never heard, you know, buns of... Oh, I guess it's steel, not iron. Buns of steel. This is the Two Gods and a Goose Show. So we are going to get to the best uh, show moments. We thought this would be a good idea for the kind of the last part of the year. Um, to kind of look back at some of our best moments from 2019. Um, when I got with Sham on this, uh, naturally he was like, I got it, I'm going to handle it all. Nothing got handled. He did. Then he hit me yesterday and said, you know, I pulled three things. And I'm like, whoa, you're doing some work. And yep. you never know with Sham. And then in typical, in typical Sham fashion, he did three things yesterday. And then and then yep. it, it was the classic, oh, I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to do this. And you start working back from shows and, and you kind of add some things. And I'm like, okay, no problem. My my head after that point, I said, "Oh, he's done working." I go to the show sheet today. He's done working. He did the three things yesterday, and that's where he left it at. So as I was going through all this stuff, I kind of noticed, "Oh, it's it's sham. It's the best of sham from 2019." And I'm okay with that. You know, you're you're the clown show that everyone comes to see. So with your studio audience today, we're gonna look back at some of the best moments from 2019. And sham, where else can we start? And I, and I, I kind of was like, you know, what, what was the best moment of the year? And, and let's kind of work backwards from there. And you had some legendary moments this year. But honestly, man, I could, we can't start anywhere but when Sham pooped his pants. Can you, get, can you give some context to where this discussion kind of came from? I, I, I honestly forget how it started. But I remember being in an office, uh, office setting and letting out a rogue fart that ended up being a little bit more than, uh, than I anticipated. <laughs> Let's revisit the moment now. So when I first started working, like being in the corporate life, I worked at a at an office in downtown Miami, and it was maybe 30 minutes from my house. And I was on this diet, um, lots of fiber. Um, I was eating a lot of salad, um, oatmeal, just everything to, to kind of keep things clean inside there, keep the pipes clean, per se. Um, right, right. And we went to um, a Brazilian steakhouse. I'm not sure if you've heard of how a Brazilian steakhouse operates, but basically what happens is they give you an unlimited amount of meat. So, of course, I love meat. I love eating meat. I love being around meat. I ate so much meat. I was sweating afterwards. My stomach was hurting. But that was lunchtime. So I went back to work, and maybe an hour later, I felt a little gurgling, right? Felt that, felt that gurgle. Oh, I said, no. okay, you know what? I just have to fart. So I went into a room uh, with nobody in it, and I farted. And I'm not sure if you've felt the same way I have, but when you have a fart that's a little wetter than you expect. Oh, no. Um, it's, it's tough to kind of, like, once, you've, once you pushed it out, it's hard to pull it back in. <laughs> so I, you know, I just, you know, went in the room, farted, and I, I went back to my desk. Yes. And as I sat, I re I distinctly remember like sitting in something warm, and I thought, oh, maybe my fart was just like really hot, and like maybe my like underpants were just like, you know, just just warm, just warm and little little moist from the the wet gas that that came out, and uh, it turns out when I went to the bathroom uh, after I started to smell myself that I had pooped myself at two o'clock when you have three hours left in the workday. Figuring out what to do 
when you poop yourself oh god what was the move? is really what was hard the mo- yeah what was the move like so what i did is i immediately went to my car and i drove to the nearest ross or coles or something it's like some some random department store and i picked up the first underwear i could find and in that department store as soon as i checked out i went straight to the bathroom right there swapped it out and then i see here's the problem now you have yeah, you now have clean underwear, but now you have the disposal of your soiled underwear to deal with. And I'm a man of expensive underwear. I like the way it feels on my body. I I, I <laughs> love my Calvins. I, you know, I love all this. And so when I'm in my tidy whitey Hanes, that you know, <laughs> three for five pack that you get, I'm now holding in my hand this soiled underwear. And I'm like, okay, do I wash it? Like, what do I do? Where do I put it? I had to make an executive decision of whether to keep my expensive underwear or to toss it. And so what I did is I went to the bathroom and in the bathroom I took a bunch of toilet paper. I scraped off what I could. Oh Jesus Christ, Sam. And it got to the point where it was still smelling pretty badly. Oh, Jesus. Um and I just threw it away. I you know, I I called like that was like twenty five to thirty dollars just down the drain. How because how is that a fart. decision that you were struggling with? If you've ever owned Calvin's, you'll know. It's twenty five or thirty dollars. Like you're re- literally the visual almost makes me want to throw up right now. Like I'm literally like nauseous. Okay, I almost was going to buy like in that same department store they had like other things too. Um, so I was going to buy like dryer sheets and my, my initial plan was to take a bunch of dryer sheets, like the scented, you know, that, that lavender scent or whatever you get. My initial plan was to take those lavender scented sheets and just wrap my underwear in those so that, yeah, it's not cleaning it per se, but it's just masking the smell. And I thought that would be a cheaper option than just tossing the underwear altogether and having to replace it with 25 to 30 bucks later. So you're just a disgusting human being, honestly. Like that's But I didn't do that. Like I, you know, I I ended up throwing it away and I bought more Calvins as I showed you on the camera while that clip was No, I honestly and I told playing, you so. I, I told you when I was pulling the audio from this today and everyone knows originally i almost vomed when i when you told me the original story as i was kind of t- i was trying to take in that, that you're actually telling this story and this actually was a thing you did and the funniest thing afterwards and, and we let people behind the, the curtain here but there was a small period of time when sham tried to spin it like that was a made-up story for the for the show and i was like oh no you're not doing that like that was i know you that was definitely a real story but there was a about a 10 15 20 second thing when you were trying to try like i'm gonna try to see if he'll buy that this is actually a made-up story i've I've just accepted that i've given my dignity for the for the entertainment of the audience the second moment of the year is another sham moment um and and I'm gonna let you kind of give some context to this uh, on the paper. It's sham versus a meatball. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it actually kind of ties into the, like into the last story where I was trying to eat healthier. I got a turkey meatball, and um, as I'm eating it, I, it rolls off my plate, and uh, and and hilarity ensues. And here's the story. So the backstory behind all of this is that I'm kind of on this workout fitness kick. I've been doing some different workouts and. With the whole fitness kit comes a different diet. So I've been kind of changing my diet to incorporate more, you know, lean meats, more wholesome foods. And I picked up these turkey meatballs from Trader Joe's, low-fat, high-protein meatballs. And I had made this beautiful dish of, you know, this whole wheat spaghetti meatballs classic, right? It's one of those dishes that it's a comfort food, but I've made it in a healthy, healthy way. Right. Um, so... 
I worked out Monday. I had um, you know made this plate of food, and I had sat down in front of the TV to to eat it. Talk about the shirt. Talk about the shirt. shirt. Yeah. So I like wearing t-shirts, just plain t-shirts. And so I picked up these this nice cotton soft t-shirt um, from online, and I have maybe like two of them. And the way I looked in the shirt that day after working out, after showering, it was it made my muscles kind of yeah. Pop, you were feeling so, confident, man. You were, yeah. yeah. I was feeling very confident. Right. So. I was wearing the shirt and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna leave it on. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I'm not a klutz. I can, I can eat spaghetti and meatballs and not spill anything on my white shirt. Like, right. Come on, like I'm eating over a table. Like I'm not that messy. Right. So, I sat down with the plate, put my little shredded cheese on there, and I take a few bites of the of the noodles. And you know, the noodles it has like a very elasticy nature of the, of the, the spaghetti. There's kickback on noodles. There can be potential kickback. There is, yeah. Right. Right. So as I was eating it, I noticed the smallest and smallest of drops falls directly like in between my pecs uh, on my shirt. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Like, I'll just take care of this. I have a little Tide pen, quickly touched it up and it was gone. Um, so I'm like, okay. So I went and, I just went and sat down again to finish my food and I took a big bite of a meatball. And it fell off of my fork. It kind of broke in half, uh, mm-hmm. probably because it was a, a turkey meatball and not an actual meatball. Right. Um, so I took a bite of it, and it kind of broke in half. And the, the the half that didn't go into my mouth fell back onto the plate. And the way it fell, it oh, kind of fell the into the splash, sauce. Didn't you? And it spl- and it yeah, splattered oh, everywhere. Man. Hate to see that. Right. Um, so now, what was originally one dot on my shirt has become like thirty. So I'm like, okay, no problem. I'm gonna grab my Tide pen. I'll touch all that up. I still look good. Whatever. I feel good. So when I get up to get my Tide pen, I realize I'm like, oh shit, this meatball hasn't fallen in my plate. It's fallen on my plate and bounced out mm-hmm. and fallen on the table. And now it's rolling off the table. Oh no. So I'm like, oh crap. Uh, I need to grab this meatball because. Unlike meat sauce, meat sauce is very homogenous. You can eat with every bite. You get a bite of meat sauce. Right. Uh, with a the meatball, there's very limited quantities. I only had four. So if I let this one roll off, I've given up 25% of my meal right there. Right. <laughs> so I make the executive decision to go and grab the meatball. And it's rolling away from me on the other end of the table. So I reach out quickly, grab the meatball. I save it. But what happens in the process is my white shirt falls in my plate of spaghetti. Oh, no. Uh, so my so my like upper left hand portion of the shirt um, has gone it straight into that dish. Oh no! So now what was started off as one dot became thirty dots. Now has become an like a gigantic tomato stain on my shirt. The the funny thing and and this is a this is a radio medium, but I just want to let the audience know as Sham and this is the second Sham moment from the year, but as this is playing. He leaned back in his chair and kicked his his bare feet up with his Christmas socks on, <laughs> no socks, just bare feet. And he's and he sipped his white claw like he's just so proud of himself right now. <laughs> it, it's true. You are truly an artist, man. I have to give it to you. Yeah, I'm like the artist at the art basil would put the banana on the wall and everybody buys it. Like, you're hundred percent. It's the simple things and everybody just loves it. Absolutely. So uh, the next moment we we. Um, you know, we like to have some 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 legit basketball guys on the show, right? We've had, you know, uh, Vince Ellis and and you know some bigger guys that actually do this for a living that are that are credible. Um, so we had we had our friend Cole Zwicker on um, back in April. Uh, you know, very serious guy, very um, knowledgeable about about scouting, about the NBA draft, about college prospects. 
Um, so naturally, uh, we start the interview um, with with the most important question, right? Shane? You've kind of studied these prospects left and right. You have a lot of film on these prospects, a lot of analysis on these prospects. So I know one prospect that's kind of been, you know, he's kind of gone viral in the past few years, and now he's finally, uh, you know, this year will be eligible for the draft, and he most likely will be the first uh, first pick in the draft. I just want to talk about Zion Williamson. He's hey, listen, Shane, get to your question. You got a question. You're lining it I up. I know, but Start I want to build it up. Yeah. I want to build it up. Okay, just ask cool. the question, man. Cool. So let's say you're in a basketball, like just just on a basketball court with Zion Williamson, just you and him, right? He is running from one end of the court to the other, and your job, Cole, is to take a charge from Zion Williamson. Not to block it, not to step out of the way, not to do whatever. <laughs> your job is to set your feet and take that charge. And assuming that you'll get really hurt, but you won't have to go to the hospital or anything, nothing like, you know, damaging. Uh, how much money would you need to be paid to do that once? And it wouldn't be like, like, a, like, a, you know, a like, oh, he kind of clips you. Guy. Like he straight up just trucks you and dunks on you, but you get the charge. How much money would you need in your pocket in order to do that? <laughs> No, that's a great question. I, I, I'm glad you went there with that because otherwise it would have been I'm making a damn business decision and a really right, easy exactly. one to make. I'm getting the hell out. But uh, that's really interesting, man. Probably like a thousand or something. Well, only <laughs> a you're thousand. Getting by, you're getting hit by yeah. a freight train. I mean, that's got to be the same as getting in a car crash or something. Of all the questions we could ask Cole. Let's be honest here. Zion is like 50 pounds heavier than that when that question was asked. So the price definitely went up. See, you're definitely getting good at this because that what, what he just did, ladies and gentlemen, he's backing up in his chair because he knows he just gave himself. He threw his hands in the air. Um, he's taking a bow. That is a transition, patting himself on the back. <laughs> that is a transition right there because the next moment from 2019 is when Sham, and, and we revisited this a few weeks ago because I went to New Orleans and I commended you for not texting me when I went to the Pistons and Pelicans game asking if Zion was thicker in person. You're welcome. Er, earlier in the year, they released the NBA Top 100 ratings and Sham had an issue with Zion being rated in the 40s because of um, gumbo. Which brings me to the next thing that's bothering me this week. Oh, Jesus Christ. Rankings. Rankings are bothering me this week because today... Uh, I think ESPN or some other basketball outlet posted a top 100 uh, NBA players going into this season, and they listed Zion Williamson at 42. 42. I had a 58 other NBA players without even playing a single minute in the NBA. Zion Williamson, a, a, a pillar of physicality, and has a body chiseled like a like a Greek god. Uh, He's now in New Orleans, okay? Gumbo's pretty good. The food down there is fried. It's pretty damn good. Give me an off-season in, in New Orleans, and I guarantee I'll lose my physical stature as well. Zion is no different. He's going to be full of gumbo. Are you really sure he's going to be 42nd in the NBA? Going in, like the first, in the first minute of the season, is he going to be the 42nd best player to step on the court at the start of the NBA season? I don't know, but I like gumbo. And... That's fine. He can like Gumbo, but why are people rating him at 42? You walked yourself in circles in that day. And I, and I just want to say, I was right about that. I was 100% correct part, about that. Bit. You said like About how he's going to come in fat. He came into the league fat. Oh, that's how And he, he couldn't even play. That's why he was injured, because he was eating too much Gumbo? Oh, yeah. Yes. We did March snackness um, in March. Well, I think we did in April because on brand for us. Yeah. Uh, but it was wildly popular. We decided the best um, snack. 
and we did it with our friend Vince Ellis. There was a the a conversation, and and you can give the context to this. So I I forget what Vince was asking me about, but he asked if I also like Verners, and I said so yes. So explain I to like- the audience what Verners is, because that's a Midwest so, thing. So Verners is like uh, it's like a ginger ale, but more sweet and more like like root beery kind of taste. It has that licoricey kind of taste to it. People in the Midwest love it. Like people in Michigan love it. But Vince Ellis had a different opinion on it. What do you think uh, about Verners? I love Verners. Uh, okay. I don't. I can't he, stand Verners, but uh, he clearly had a lot of thoughts on that, Vince. Like <laughs> I love that. Verners. Verners was the drink that that my mom used to give me when my like when my stomach was upset. Like, oh, you're not Verners, feeling too well. Have a diet Verners. Verners tastes like sweet piss. To me, <laughs> you know what pissed. I want to ask you how you know what sweet piss tastes like, but then again, you're no, also the guy that how, eats bugs. And... I imagine a sweet piss. Okay, all right, yeah. If Clean. you put some sugar in piss, that's how it would taste. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Speaking of sweet piss, I uh, just want to give you guys a visual. Vince right now is rolling around in his bed. Um, he's got his, he's got just his socks and his drawers on. He's giving us opinions on shit. I put clothes on. No, and we have because a... I had to go down and get my laptop to do this. So we caught him, and and he was he was actually actually just in his underwear that's correct right sam yeah he was just in his underwear and uh you know how like when a like in the 90s when like the girl is like talking to the boy and she's like twirling the uh like the like the phone cable around her <laughs> so he was he was on his no so was, vince we envisioned vince on his hotel bed on his like elbows with his feet kicked up behind him yeah exactly shout out to vince ellis and i know he's leaving the detroit free press soon so shout out to vince ellis um and whatever he does next um, the next moment is a moment I've been waiting for. I wanted to do this number one, um, but this this and this no, deserves no um, introduction. This is just this is just Blaze, aka Sam, aka Sham. This is just his best material right here. I think the Lakers are going to be vastly overrated this year. Um, I think LeBron and AD, while they both are very good, LeBron is also uh, I think thirty five now or close to thirty five. Anthony Davis is coming off a year where, let's be honest, he didn't really try that hard. Let's see how he does in the Lakers. And nobody has still addressed the elephant in the room of the supporting cast around the Lakers. Like, besides AD, Kyle Kuzma, and LeBron James, who really do they have? Them not filling that last max spot may have been the best thing for them because they were able to scrounge together Danny Green and JaVale McGee and then the one-legged DeMarcus Cousins. Imagine if they had a third star and then now they're relying on vet minimum guys, so now they really don't have any any sort of depth. So I think they'll be vastly overrated this year, um, and they may not even make the playoffs, which is my hot take for the year. The Los Angeles Lakers are 24-5 and right now, number one team in the Western Conference as Shan takes another drink of his White Claw. That was just prime you, man. I, yeah, you know, when I'm right, I'm right. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Everyone loves our Halloween episodes. We tend to go a little little more um, extra on our Halloween episodes. Uh, and for the last two years, we've had our friend Tessa Morrow on with us. She is a ghost hunter. She's an all-around badass. Um, she, she And she comes on. She always she always is a good sport with us because we tend to always kind of try to make the, the funny out of the, something she takes serious. And she's always a good sport with that. Uh, but she came on this year. And um, our friend Sham had to, of course, make it a little uncomfortable. This is going to be kind of an awkward question, but <laughs> I'm actually genuinely curious about this. Like, say say there was, like, a situation where, um, like, a wife lost her husband, uh, you know, to some tragic accident, and the, and the husband didn't make its way fully over to the, 
the afterlife and it's now you know her husband's a ghost is it possible for ghosts to like be horny or like <laughs> get into like sexual no this is a serious question like get into like sexual it's encounters with question. like if they can if they can yeah. bruise and scratch why can't they you know do other things right right uh yeah why can't they <laughs> Yeah. No, and I, I mean, that's a good question. It's funny, but it's... No, I'm genuinely curious. It's not no, funny. No, no, it's true. It's, it's scientific. You know. It's scientific is what Sham tells her. What do you have to yeah, say her, for yourself about that? Honestly, her reaction, like, made the whole interview. Yeah, shout out to Tessa Morrow, but uh, the, wow, wow. the final um, best of from 2019 is my favorite moment of 2019. And, th- and this really kind of bleeds in from 2018. And, and and everyone in our audience knows what this is. Sham, comma, competitive eater. And we are 0 for 2 now. I'll throw this to you. Kind of explain your backstory on why, why, what created the sham, comma, competitive eater thing. The locust. The locust, uh, last 4th of July. Um, some old dude who didn't give a rat's ass about doing the 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 rah rah of the whole Fourth of July Nathan's hot dog eating contest. He he's like ninety years old. He strolls in and he's like, "Oh, I can eat a bunch of hot dogs." And I'm like, "You know what? I can do that. I can do it better than him." And you know what? I put on a show while I'm doing it. Right. So, and so here we are. So let's backtrack in 2018. So it was the record was I think 30 hot dogs. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so then Sham, of course, says, I'm going to do 31. Tell the audience yeah. how many hot dogs you actually ate. Eight and a, and a quarter. Fantastic. Uh, so then this year we said, all right, we're going to do it again. He loves to get excited around the 4th. He doesn't, he doesn't have any memory that he failed the year before, and yeah. we love him for that. Um, this year it was, it was apple pies, and you, and you really got into the act. You, know, you said, I'm going to go to the store and get a fresh apple pie, and I'm going to put down a whole apple pie. Well, when you did the, when you pulled the shenanigans that you pulled at the 4th of July, I said, all right, well, now you're doing two pies. So again, Sham did the normal thing, iron stomach. You made it seem like it was going to be no problem at all. And we learned extremely quickly that it was definitely a problem. As we are doing this interview, um, Sham is eating two pies right now. He's feeding two full apple pies. He is paying off for his incompetence and he's going to literally eat two full apple pies during this conversation and nikaias when you listen to this episode you're going to understand the context of why this idiot is having eating two full on pies because he originally agreed to one and then via his bad decision making and ruining and general uh incompetence with the show he's now eating two full on full on pies so this should be really tremendous because i know shaman he's going to tell you right now uh that he has an iron stomach but this is going to really mess up his stomach, and this is bringing me a great level of joy watching this. I really feel bad for his stomach at this point. His Be stomach is going to struggle more than your laptop right now. <laughs> this is my NBA Finals. This is my fourth quarter. I can do this. Take your first uh, bite of apple pie. Let's see a, a significant. Oh, he just took off his hat. I'm I, I'm I'm watching him on face. We're on Facetime, so I can. I'm going to describe for the audience. Full ass apple pie. Oh, by the way, he can't eat with his hand. He can't use his hands. He has to eat the whole thing with his face. So he just took a dive into the pie, and that was the it's first. so good. That was the first bite right there. It's good, right? And now it's on the table, and he's literally sticking his face into the pie. This is tremendous. So we saw Kawhi Leonard go to the Clippers, and Paul George uh, followed him there. Are the Clippers now the favorites to win the NBA title? Well, who's your rockers? I have Russell Westbrook. <laughs> How hard is your ceiling? So there were a lot of teams in the Western Conference that made a lot of moves to get better. 
But not everyone can get better because teams will have to be overrated. Teams will lose. Some teams will underachieve. What is one of those teams that will underachieve next season, in your opinion? I, I can't even think right now. I'm I'm, stomach hurts. Nah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nikaias. I'm tweeting currently tweeting out. Sham, I've screenshotted him a couple times. The the uh, run from I'm going to eat two pies. Classic Sham, just like the hot dog thing. And, and Nikaias, you mentioned this earlier, but remember he was going to do 31 hot dogs because he could do exactly what the Coney Island hot dog eater guys are doing. He ended up doing eight. And that was <laughs> I'm going to kill two pies. Now we're about halfway through the first one, and he's now and and everyone will see you're gonna see sham now leaning back in the chair he's close to being sick at this point i would say is that fair sham i i think we're past the point of being close sham describe to the audience (laughs) describe to the audience in the kais right now what is your what are you feeling like sham right now so i was very hungry when we started to do this pod that's why i elected not to drink because i figured you know if i start drinking on an empty stomach you know wild things will happen uh so i then I then uh, quenched my hunger with uh, about three quarters of an apple pie, and it's very good. Um, it's a little bit cold now; it's been sitting for a while. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, it's just sitting there uh, in my stomach, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I you're could, struggling uh, right now. I can see your face. Yeah. You're you are really struggling right now. I have this thin film of sweat on my forehead. Um, <laughs> Different than the meat sweats I had uh, with the hot dogs, but uh, this is this is the thing I do for the love of you know of the podcast and love I have for my partner. Um, now you know the funny thing, man. Honestly, and this is just me watching and, and seeing. Now we've we've gone through two years in a row of Sham Com, a competitive eater, where he said you know he did the normal blowing all his hot take vomit all over everybody and saying, "Yo, I'm gonna do 31 hot dogs and and now this year I'm gonna do two pies and and both times in the both times, right? Because you listen to the hot dogs. Both times it was, I have an um, iron stomach. I'm straight. I'm not going to have any issues with this. Both times, Sham. But even Iron Russ, an, an iron stomach still has uh, limitations. Listen to how he's talking. You're talking slow right now. Like, you are hurting. <laughs> I'm telling you what, Sham. After seeing this, and you, you still have another pie to eat. But after seeing this, I already feel like our marriage is in a better place at, than when you, uh, before when you started the pie. I feel sorry. The for things I do for content. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, know. That's the way this is going to end. Like, everybody is going to feel sorry for me, and you're going to become the enemy. I, I'm okay being, being the heel. As long as you keep eating... It, honestly, this thing's going to end with you needing to go to the hospital and us going like, okay, we have to stop the broadcast because we need to call an ambulance right now because this dude's almost dying. Yeah, I could use some uh, some Pepto at the moment. <laughs> How do you feel when you listen to, the, to, to, to these top moments? How do you feel about your 2019, Sham? I genuinely think... I could eat three chocolate cakes oh, going, going into 2020. Two cards and a goose. Wait, uh, a goose? Is this right? This is the Two Gods and a Goose Show. All right, you know what it is. My dad's favorite segment is called Ask Sham. Hashtag Ask Sham on Twitter. Sham is standing up. He's doing air push-ups. Are you ready, Sham? Are you ready? (laughs) My mic was on mute, but I am ready. (laughs) Let's hit that intro. Yes, ma'am. It's time for Ask Sham. Okay, Sham, how wrong were you about the Lakers? There is still time I'm never wrong. Are you excited about the new Star Wars film, Sham? I love a good Star Wars. I'm a big fan of Captain Spock. Star Trek is my favorite. Sham, new class of cotton candy exoplanets were found this month. 
Are you intrigued? It's such empty calories, cotton candy, just spun, just sugar spin, just spinning around. You put it in water, it's gone. Are you a Baby Yoda fan, Sham? I am not a, ba- a fan of babies in general. They look like aliens. They're never nice to me. Not a fan. Sham, why haven't you still not seen Home Alone? There's no brown people. Our friend Ryan Love on Twitter asked, how many days in a row could you eat Papa John's pizza? So I am a minority stakeholder in Papa John's, and I could eat 40 days worth of pizza. Sham, Dumbass on Twitter asks, Christmas ham or Christmas sham? Depends on how salty you want your dinner. Okay, sham. An eight-year-old is YouTube's highest earner in 2019, bringing in 26 million. Thoughts, sham? I have a lot of thoughts. Detroit, Minneapolis, LA, Miami. I got tons of thoughts. <laughs> he doesn't get that. <laughs> Keith, host of Two Gods and a Goose, asked, is Tom Brady washed up, washed? Jim? Is he washed? Is he washed? He's a system quarterback. He's been washed for years. Belichick has been dragging him by his teeth. Jim, is Christmas candy superior to Halloween candy? Is there such thing as can- Christmas candy corn? I don't think so. Halloween candy all the way. Jim, were you satisfied with the winner of The Masked Singer? No, because Victor Oladipo didn't win. Thingamajig! Jim, real or fake Christmas trees? I'm a big fan of fake Christmas trees. Zero cleanup. And real trees smell. Jim, what is your go-to Christmas movie? I hate Christmas. I'm a big fan of The Grinch. Detroit's largest demolition contractor demolished the wrong home for the second time. What's going on in your city, Sham? Actually, there's a wonderful event going on here in Minneapolis. There's an ice rink downtown. The temperature just warmed up. There's a lot to be excited about here. That is Ask Sham. It is hashtag Ask Sham on Twitter. He's literally been waiting for that for months. That is the Christmas episode. That is the best of 2019. We do promise, and, and I speak for both of us, that we're going to be more consistent in 2020. That's a, that's our Is that our New Year's resolution, Sham? Be more consistent Absolutely. with shows in 2020? Absolutely. What did you think about this episode? It's definitely one of the better ones of this decade. 